Hello, and welcome to The Good Robot Andy, Season 10, Episode 4. Now, the reason why you're hearing my voice, this is Andy C, is that this week is a tech episode. Uh, but instead of me interrupting Andy B, I just thought, no, we'll start it with me. Because so, <laughs> we've matured now. We we've go. done 10, 10, <laughs> 10 and a bit seasons. Nine and a bit seasons. We've been doing this for seven years. So Have we counted the number of episodes? I did, yeah. We're, we're past 100. Wow. We, we had our 100th uh, a few years ago, right. so I'm, I'll have to do a recount. But You'd have thought we'd have given up by now. <laughs> oh, but no, listener. <laughs> <laughs> if you've had enough of us, then that's too bad because we're back. <laughs> and uh, this episode, what well, actually, Andy? What is this episode all about? This episode is all about Mastodon. Uh, <laughs> Mastodon, which is, okay. Which is a potential place you can go if you have decided that you have had enough of Twitter. Yes, uh, as a lot of people have. Um. Including us, including us, as the good good robot and individuals. I deleted my account some time you ago. Did. You were ahead of the curve. Um, before Elon Musk bought Twitter, I know. Actually, no. It was when it was announced that he was going to buy Twitter. Was it? And was that I deleted? Was my that account. your reason? Yes. Okay. Okay. So you you yeah. could see it all coming. I could see the train wreck. Wow. Coming. Well, that was prescient <laughs> yes. of you. Like the bit in um, uh, what movie am I thinking of? Super Eight. Where this massive train crash happens, it was. I thought, okay, that's what it's going to be like, and it was uh, because Elon Musk is a man-child. He's like, he's like a, a five-year-old's idea of what a millionaire is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He fires rockets into space. He fires cars into space. <laughs> he's got loads of money. He can basically do whatever. He's got electric cars, yeah. uh, and they're like, yeah, it's like a Bond villain, you know? Yeah. So, and should I, should, he basically is like a Bond villain. Should I briefly say why I finally took the plunge and deleted my Twitter account? Yes, yes, please do. So I deleted my Twitter account yesterday um, because I had said a while ago that I was going to delete my Twitter account if Trump was allowed back onto Twitter. The reason that I have a problem with Trump being allowed back on Twitter is because he blatantly incited violence on Twitter and... He's not being reinstated because he's somehow been punished and he's not going to do it again or anything. He's just being allowed back to do the same thing again, as far as I can see. So whether or not he actually turns up is not really relevant. The point for me is Twitter is no longer like a safe place or a place that is being properly looked after. I don't think uh, we should give a platform to people who behave in that way. I don't want to support that platform. I don't want to be in a place that is like that. So I'm gone. Yes. Although some uh, some light relief regarding Twitter. Mm-hmm. So one of the first things that Musk did when he bought it is that, you know, the, the blue tick, mm-hmm. which shows that mm-hmm. you're a verified mm-hmm. person. He said, OK, everyone's going to have to pay for those now. Mm-hmm. $8. So it's $8. Is it $8 a year or is yeah, it a $8 lifetime? A $8 a year. Yeah. $8 a year. Uh, now, he didn't think this through because what happened is that uh, a lot of individuals then set up fake corporate accounts and fake accounts pretending to be uh, famous people and paid for a tick to say that it was verified. So uh, there was an amusing conversation between uh, George W. Bush and Tony Blair (laughs) as they discussed how great it was to invade Iraq in 2003 (laughs) and what a couple of stand-up guys they were. Uh, So needless to say, the $8 um, fee has now been cancelled and blocked for now because obviously it's a stupid idea so the other in the first the other thing that happened with twitter recently which i also think is awful um but um you know it's the kind of thing that happens from time to time and that isn't exactly isn't what was the final straw but it's pretty bad was the way the staff at twitter are being treated so Uh, appalling um, yeah we both work in the um software-ish industry and uh so our fellow um people who we have some empathy with. I mean, we might have empathy with them anyway. Um, are being treated uh, horribly, even worse than the norm for how people seem to be treated in American workplaces. Um, yeah, they've basically been treated the same way as he treats his employees at Tesla, and the, which is with utter disdain and contempt. And the thing is that that doesn't only affect them; it also affects everyone who's on Twitter. Because if the atmosphere at Twitter is this kind of aggressive, horrible place. That is absolutely going to feed through into the yeah. the, the world of 
of the other side of the front the front of house of twitter so that's right best best gone best gone best gone so yes i did my account some time ago you have today yesterday, deleted your account yeah. yesterday and mm-hmm. we are going to delete our good robot Andy's yeah, so account. Yes, I, I, pin, I pinned a tweet well. up there today saying this is going and how to find us. And like, I feel like it's polite to leave that there for a little while so people have a chance to, um, yeah, to to see where we've gone to, and then then we'll be deleting that account as well. I don't think yes, we indeed. need to worry too much about people squatting on the good robot Andy's Twitter account. I'm slightly nervous no. someone might squat on my other one. But it wasn't that popular, so it's probably fine. Right. When you say squatting, do you mean that someone will take the name? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, people have been coming in and taking the names as they as they're freed up by people deleting their accounts. Joyous. But I think probably okay. for for you know like you know people who have more followers. Yes. Okay. So, Andy. Yes. Tell us. Tell the listener what is Mastodon. Okay, so I'll start with just the, the, the most basic answer. Mastodon is a thing that's really a lot like Twitter. So um, once you start engaging with it, you might get slightly confused by various things which we'll talk about. But the, the key thing is, it's a lot like Twitter in terms of the way you, you use it, right? You, you write short messages about what you're doing or whatever you want to write, um, and people can see them and people can follow you. And it's really a bit like Twitter was a little while ago, before some of the the features of Twitter that I didn't really like came in. So in particular, you see messages from the people that you follow in the order that they get posted, which is how Twitter was a few years ago, before the algorithms came in to try and um, like maximise your engagement by putting stuff in front of you that makes you angry and things like that. So um, it's like it's like Twitter from the good old days. That's the first thing to say. Okay, and what what else? But yeah, what's complicated about it? Well, what's complicated about it is also what's good about it. So um, Twitter, uh, sorry, Mastodon is not run by one person. It's not owned by one organization. It's not controlled by one person. That doesn't mean it's unaccountable, right? Like um, the people who run the different bits of Mastodon are accountable for behaving in a way that's legal and accountable to their... Uh, the people uh, who use their servers. So let me explain what, what that is. So basically, Mastodon is a whole uh, is thousands and thousands of of websites that all interact with each other. So you pick one of those. It's called a server. You pick a Mastodon server, and you register on that just like you registered on Twitter. You get yourself a username on that server, but then people on all the other servers can follow you. So um, it's just like you know, it's like a it's a big global discussion forum just like twitter was but different parts of it are controlled by different people so the analogy for that that people sometimes use is email like you just because you're on gmail you can still email someone who's on hotmail right so the yes the the two different people run those servers and you register on one of them but you can still email people on the other one so mastodon is really very similar to that you register on a server um, and then you can follow people on any other server and is it easy to find people on other servers? Um, so, I mean, yes, there are different ways of finding people. And the main way I would suggest finding people is follow a couple of people, look at who they follow, and like be be like um, greedy about who you follow. You can always unfollow people again, but just like grab a load of people to follow, and then through through that you'll find like who you're interested in hearing from. Um, okay, but if you're looking for someone in particular, so let's mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. you know that one of your friends is using a particular um, Mastodon server, but you don't know their username. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, how easy would it be to find them? Or would you need to know their username in order to find them? Their handle, I mean. Yeah. Is it a handle on Mastodon or username? Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think it's probably a username. So, yeah, let's start with, talk, yeah. let's talk a little bit about what usernames look like. So if you're used to Twitter, you're used to your name being an at and then a word or whatever. Um, on, on Mastodon, it's an at and then your name and then an at and then the server that you're on. So, okay. I, for example, I am at Andy Balaam at Mastodon.social because that's the server that I'm on. Mastodon.social is one of the big servers. Um, yeah. So the easiest way to find your friend is to get your friend to tell you their whole username, which will have two ats in it. It'll have the 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 at the beginning and then their name and then the at and then the name of their server. 
Okay, okay, that sounds good. Um, yeah. If you search, you can... like So one of the interesting things about Mastodon, there's a few things about Mastodon that are deliberately designed to make it a, a friendlier place than Twitter by actually removing features. So one of the things that uh, has been kind of removed from Mastodon is it's much harder to search for stuff that people didn't explicitly want you to search for. So it would be difficult to search for someone's name um, but you can search for their, their full username and then you'd be able to find them. So the main thing that okay. you can search for on Mastodon is hashtags. So if, if you're, so one of the things you'll find on Mastodon is that people are much more likely to put hashtags on their posts. Uh, now there was a thing apparently on, on Twitter where if you had too many hashtags, they like moved you down in the algorithm because you were spamming or whatever. So on Mastodon. Yes, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. So on Mastodon, you want to put hashtags on there because hashtags are the only thing you can search for other than usernames. So, um, if if you don't put any hashtags in your post, no one will be able to search for your thing. It'll only be people who follow you that are going to find it or, or if people send links to it or something like that. So if you actually want people to be able to find you because you're talking about, I don't know, the football or whatever, um, mm -hmm. although let's not get into that, um, then <laughs> it's best to put, put hashtags on the things and then people who are searching for football will be able to find you. And a recent uh, addition to Mastodon in the newest version uh, is... You can follow hashtags. So if you want, you just the same way you would follow a person, you can start following a hashtag, and then that's interesting. Everything with that hashtag will come yeah. up in your feed. That is interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Maybe I should talk a little bit about um, other features they've removed. Yes. Yeah. So um, there's a couple of other things you can't do on Mastodon. One is that you can't do what is called on Twitter a quote tweet, which is basically you retweet and then you, you talk about the thing you're retweeting. Yes. So on Mastodon, you can do boosting, which is essentially retweeting. So you can like share with your followers something that you liked, but you don't comment on it. You can reply, but you can't quote tweet. So the, right. the reasoning okay. behind this is that quote tweeting is one of the ways of that a really kind of bad spirited conversation happens where you're no longer talking to the person, you're talking across them, essentially yeah. calling them yeah. out to, to criticize them or, or have a go at them. So um, obviously you can still take a screenshot, you can still do that, it's not nothing stopping you, but there's some little nudges in the way Mastodon works that make it less easy to do that kind of slightly potentially nasty behavior. That's always Obviously it's not always nasty to quote tweet, but um, it's one of the ways in which people are nasty. So. You can't do that on Mastodon. The other thing which is quite interesting from the point of view of people who receive a lot of abuse on Twitter, uh, which I don't have a great deal of personal experience on, but, um, but I'm trying to kind of keep my ears open to people who, who have. One thing that they say is really great on Mastodon is that you don't get notified when someone replied to your post and then someone else liked it. So you get notified when someone replies but you don't get notified when like 500 other people weigh in to say, eh, I like that reply that was really horrible. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So it, again, it's just, it just slightly reduces the level of stress and, and um, negative emotion coming from your social media experience. Yeah. I mean, certainly I think Twitter for some time now has been all about those things. So, um, the quote tweet mm. is something that that negative negatively minded people do a great deal. I am myself guilty of doing that on numerous occasions on my personal account, mm -hmm. uh, which is now gone. Um, and also the what's known as a Twitter pile on, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. um, which is when somebody tweets something inflammatory, uh, either deliberately or not, and then it just gets torn to shreds. And usually the person has to then get off Twitter or sometimes just delete their account because they're just getting absolutely inundated with mm. replies. So we're, we're yet to see how Mastodon works out from that point of view. Um, yeah. Like like people always used to say, on Mastodon, it's harder for things to go viral. Um, there's a few other bits and bobs, like some of the numbers of numbers of replies and things like that are a bit less visible in Mastodon. Like you can see them when you go mm. looking, but they're not front and center. And again, that's another deliberate decision to try and reduce this kind of stressiness of of the platform. Um, yeah, it's certainly a low stress platform. I, 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 that's really true. I have found it better. I found it less addictive than Twitter. Yeah. And I found it less stressful. Um, but I mean, I, I think, think the thing with Twitter is, sorry, no, go, no, ahead. go ahead there. I was going to say the thing with Twitter is that it's like um like all 
well, like Facebook as well. Um, it has a kind of macabre quality to it. <laughs> is that you just can't stop scrolling to look for the next horrific thing Doom scrolling, to look correct. at. Yeah. Doom scrolling, yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my Mastodon experience doesn't have that. It's a load of geeks talking about stuff I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah. Now, the um, I think what I was going to say was, I think the proof of this kind of a lack of abusiveness thing is probably not for for me or you, Andy, to really say, because we're like middle-aged white men. And <laughs> yes. um, I, I, like I said, I've never received a huge amount of abuse on Twitter, in fact, barely any. Um, and there are some people who routinely receive massive amounts. So those are the people yeah, they that do. we need to listen to about how safe or not this platform is. And so I don't want yep. um, to over-exaggerate how good Mastodon is, right? So I really, really strongly believe that the lack of central control is fundamentally better. And I'll talk a bit more about that in a second. But that means that you are at the mercy of whoever runs your server. And if, you're, if the person who runs your server is not very good at moderating, as in you know, preventing abusive people, it's not going to be a pleasant environment. So, I mean, you can block people individually, don't get me wrong. There's quite a lot of tools for like blocking people, blocking search keywords so that you just don't see posts on certain topics and things like that, which is quite nice. But um, really, you, um, you need to find an, uh, a server or what's normally, by the way, I've just realized we should probably be calling them instances. People normally call them instances. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I would advise thinking carefully about what instance or what server you join. Um, and part of that decision is how much do I trust the person running this? Uh, you know, could I become part of the moderation team if that made sense for me? Um, and do they, so that's do an they interesting look after their community? Point. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting point there. So... Those are some good points. How can you find out who is moderating it and how can you find out about their values and how um, how effective they are going to be right. as a moderator? Yeah. So I think the first thing to say is you can move. So um, it, it, this isn't an all or nothing decision. So uh, what's for, like moving is not 100% straightforward, but it's totally doable. So what happens is if you if you log into your current server and you tell it that you're moving to another account, uh, on a different server, what it will do is basically tell all your followers that you've moved, and ho- hopefully okay. then your followers will move with you and follow you in the, on the new account. Now, my understanding is that's not 100% straightforward, um, but it basically works. Like, it's not, not, but it's not su- flawless. Presumably it's easier than moving your bank account. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Or migrating your email. So, yeah, so don't feel that this is like a once-in-a-lifetime decision. You can, you can move if you find somewhere unpleasant. And by the way, that is a, an, a huge advantage over Twitter, so where I've just had to delete my account. There's no option for me yeah. to move it. Because it's all or nothing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, so this whole thing of there being multiple servers, the point of that is not just that there's not one person in control, because you might actually think that's bad, right? So it, it, it's harder to um, control or harder for governments or whatever to police the behavior of people across many, many servers instead of on one. So you could say, you know, this kind of um, multi-server setup is is worse than Twitter. The reason why I think it's better is because, like I was saying a minute ago, you can now choose a place that it feels like home for you. You can choose like-minded people, not that, that they're the only people you listen to, but that there is a little community of people that you are at home with who potentially are a supportive community, but also share these moderation policies um, yes. to block um, block other servers that are just don't want to have anything to do with, and also to block individuals who um, who are behaving in in bad ways. So, if you get yourself into the right little little community, um, it can it could be a real home. And we'll talk a little bit more about what it, what that means in terms of local timeline, maybe a bit later. Yeah. Okay. So. My next question is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how do you Mastodon? How do you Mastodon? So, uh, yes. your first job and the, your hardest job, no, no, your second hardest job <laughs> is finding a server. So, we've already talked about that a little bit. So, what you do is you go along to joinmastodon.org. And by the way, Mastodon has got more O's in it than you, than you thought and fewer A's. <laughs> So <laughs> yes, it has got a lot of those. Yeah. A lot of people misspell it as must add on, but it's must odon. Must odon. Yeah. So yeah, go to joinmastodon.org, and there's some very friendly um, documentation there that explains what a server is and all this other stuff. And there's a list of servers that are currently taking new members. Some of them you pay a little bit a year, 
Some of them are completely free. Some of them ask for donate. Most of them that are free ask for donations. I haven't come across one that asks for, that uses advertising to pay for itself. But that would be completely feasible. You could imagine that that kind of server cropping up in future. Um, yeah. Uh, they have to, you know, hosting one of these things is not free. It costs money, and so, um, you know, please consider donating if you join a free one, or or consider if you like one of the things you want to be thinking about when you're thinking about what server to join is 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 this sustainable or is this actually going to shut down in six months and that'll be annoying for me. So, like I say, not terrible. But how can you? Is there any way to tell that? Though? Yeah. So on on the list on join Mastodon, um, uh, org. There's there's a big list of servers and they they have a little bit of explanation about what the server is for like who who it's for or stuff like that, and some of them have a create account button and some of them have an apply for an account button because you have to kind of explain who you are and why why you should get an account on there, and um, if you click on create account I'm just going to do it now on one of these, um, it takes you through to to that actual server and the, and the page that explains a little bit about what um, what that server is all about and hopefully if I click through so it, it basically depends on the server how much they're going to explain about what they're like and and mm. why you should join them or whatever and you can also browse what people are saying so there's a button to say that says see what's happening if you click on that it shows you what people are saying right now on that server so people who are actually members of that server already you can see what they're saying so that is going to give you a feel for what that server's like and also yeah there's a most of them have an about page where they explain a little bit about oh yeah their rule yeah like for example their rules so this one that one that I'm looking at says um, you're allowed to post sexually explicit or violent stuff but it has to be marked uh, hidden behind a content warning if you do yeah okay so that's another yeah. feature of Mastodon we haven't mentioned but um, content warnings are a way of saying um, there's something disturbing or whatever that um, and you can click to see it or you can just scroll past it if you don't want to see sometimes. It. So, for instance, um, I just wanted to mm -hmm. jump in mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. um, with regard to those sensitive content warnings, mm -hmm. sometimes there is no sensitive content. Yeah, yeah. People use it as jokes and all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's yeah. people like <laughs> yeah. like with most stuff in technology world, people kind of play with it. But um, yeah, which is yeah. potentially annoying if you're someone who really wants to avoid certain types of thing, and and now you feel like you want to click on them. But you know, so what? That's just... one thing I have noticed mm -hmm. is that when you post a photo, mm -hmm. um. Either an algorithm describes what's in the photo or you can describe what's in the photo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then Mastodon has accessibility features. So it uh, it speaks the, um, presumably using um, text-to-speech, it tells the uh, person who's browsing what's in the photo. Right, right, right. So something we haven't spoken about yet is that, uh, un again, unlike Twitter, um, Mastodon allows you to use lots of different um styles of user interface so mastodon is is actually just one of the web website website styles that you can use and there's some mastodon apps as well but there's a bunch of third-party apps uh, that you can use to access your mastodon account but it's even wider than that which i'll talk about in a minute which is the fediverse but um uh, there's, there's a whole load of different apps there's different websites that can all be used still to access the same account you, you know the same you on the same server, mm. but you can use a different user interface to look at it. So, for example, if you're blind, you'll be able to find um, a, a completely sound-based um, interface if that's uh, that works for you. And uh, yeah, the, yeah, as you say, it, it, the the default user interface encourages you to put um, text descriptions on your images. And I've seen a few messages from blind people on Mastodon saying how much nicer it is. Uh, to be a blind person on on Mastodon than on Twitter because so many of the images have descriptions. So uh, yes, I always try and yes. I always try and put descriptions on, on my images. Yeah, they actually what they were saying. This person I saw most recently was that the hashtag Cataday uh, um, thing was so much nicer because on Twitter it was just a load of like I don't know what this is, but on Mastodon yes. there were lots of people describing their cats in hilarious ways. So it was cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So this this um, about page for the server will tell you the rules of that particular server, and t might tell you how they how they get funding, uh, wh what to do if you need to report uh, harmful content, and like what maybe even what servers are blocked and stuff like that. Yeah, this one lists all the servers it blocks, um, which is interesting. Um, so yeah, some servers are just you know horrible places. So. Uh, as opposed to Twitter kind of being in incentivized to tolerate some of those horrible, horrible people because they, great, they create 
exciting controversy. Um, yep. If some server gets full of horrible people, then all the other servers can just block it. Yep. That's nice. And is it? would it be possible for, if a server does become full of hor- horrible people, could the moderator just kick them off? Or? Yeah, yeah. So the moderator can can, yeah. can kick people off completely. So the, the servers that get blocked tend to be because they've got a moderator who is a horrible person, right? Uh, <laughs> right, or, okay. Or, or, you know, or, or let's put it another way, right? There's, there's different communities with different social rules. So, for example, there might be, um, there are quite a few um, uh, servers that are intended to be used by sex workers. So, okay. um, you know, the content that's on those servers is going to be potentially completely unacceptable to people, some people on some other servers. Um, so those two communities won't necessarily talk to each other at all, but they're all part of this no. um, Fediverse. And I should get on to what the Fediverse is. So Yes, please do. I've been, for, for, like, for far too much of this podcast, I've been using the name Mastodon to talk about something which is really much bigger than that, which yeah. is um, not only is, uh, uh, is Mastodon a whole load of websites that can talk to each other, but actually... Uh, there's a load of other websites that are different software because Mastodon is a piece of software like a, that makes a website. Uh, there are different pieces of software that also make up this same network of, of servers that can talk to each other. And they do it over this um, protocol called ActivityPub. So basically, that's just the language that these, these websites use to speak to each other. And it goes even wider than just Twitter-like things. There are lots of other Twitter-like things that are part of the Fediverse, including one called Pleroma. Um, but you mm. wouldn't even know if I was on Pleroma, you were on Mastodon. You wouldn't even know. You'd just be talking, following me, just as if I was um, on Mastodon. Um, but it goes wider than that because things like PeerTube, the video uh, sharing website, which is a bit like like a distributed version of YouTube, that is also using ActivityPub. So with my Mastodon account, I can follow someone on um, Diode Zone, which is my PeerTube server, uh, and then when they post a video, uh, it comes up as a message on my Mastodon feed. Ah, okay, that's useful. And there's a ton yeah. of other things, not just um, PeerTube, but other things like there's a, there's a more Instagram-like social media thing, which also uses ActivityPub, but is more, right. more kind of image-focused. And again, I can follow people on there just as easily as I can follow people on, on the rest of the Fediverse. So um, it, we're going to wonder how we ever managed without this. In a few years, when all websites use ActivityPub or whatever the equivalent is at that time, we'll we'll be like, how did we ever manage to like follow some, a video creator when you could only do that on YouTube? I want to do that yes. on Mastodon. I want to do that on Pleroma or whatever. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wonder how we managed. Yeah, I mean, and that and the reason why that it's so difficult is because YouTube, Twitter, Instagram are owned by, you know, big tech companies, and they all want your data. Yeah, they want you to be stuck inside their little world. Yes, to sign up for their stuff so that you get spammed and you you, you stay there forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the same reason why it's really important to try and move off WhatsApp and Signal onto Matrix so that you can use, like, a a distributed network of, of... servers that talk to each other to do chatting as well but that's a whole we shouldn't yes maybe we should do another that's a whole other thing that's a whole other thing about matrix and and things of that i'm wearing my matrix hoodie as we record so those actually were my questions okay okay yeah i I think you have answered them okay so i was Um, was saying how do i mastodon so all we got to so far is how do i choose a server so short answer is uh ask your friends or go to joinmastodon.org and find something that looks good so if you're into um, uh, like the, I just scrolled past one that, that says it's for disabled people. So there's a um, uh, like I don't know whether this is a good places at all or not, but there's different no. places for no. um, lots of people who are like witches or furries or you know all the stuff that the kids are into these days. Um, there's lots of country focused things. I noticed that a new Canadian one launched over the last couple of days. Uh, it looks really good. Um, Does it say A? And yeah, yeah, it says A. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this one, this one here called Mastodon. Sorry, Canadian listeners. I don't know whether that's good or not, but that's for intended for Scottish people. Or it says or for, for people who identify as Scottish. Okay, I identify as Scottish. Okay, you can go on there. No, I don't. So no. one that one that I would be interested in joining if I were not on Mastodon.social is Fosterdon.social, which is for people interested in, in free software. 
And there are other oh, there are other okay. free software ones yeah. as well. So Frostodon's rather good, and there's quite a few people that I like on there. So, um, but there's lots of general ones as well. I would re- I would recommend trying to find a server that um, you have some connection to. Maybe you know someone who's on it, or maybe it's an area you're interested in, or just a part of the world that you live in, or something like that. Uh, that yeah. was, that's the coolest thing to do. So I am, I originally signed up with Social because you were on there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but for no, no other reason other than that. And actually, it wasn't well used then. It mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. still fairly niche. It's interesting that since the since Elon Musk's acquisition, uh, Mastodon user registrations mm-hmm. have gone up a great deal. Yeah, so the numbers that I'm aware of is that uh, over the weekend, the numbers went over 7 million people on, on the Fediverse, as far as we can see. No, That's on, incredible. Fact, just on Mastodon. Um, and the last thing I saw is that there's something like 400 million people on Twitter when it at its peak. So right. 7 million versus 400 million is really not that far apart, surprisingly. No. So it feels like maybe Mastodon's time might re- genuinely have come at this point. Or I should say the, yeah. f- the Fediverse generally. The Fediverse, yeah, absolutely. So in terms of apps, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I use Tusky mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. my Android phone, mm-hmm. but I can also access it from a web browser on yeah. my uh, on my computer. What other options are there? Yeah, so I use, I use the website... Um, for my server, which is Mastodon.social. Just to say a little bit more about Mastodon.social, it's the biggest uh, English language uh, server and therefore doesn't have some of the advantages that I've just explained because there are so mm. many people on it that it doesn't feel like a sm- small community. It has all kinds of problems with moderation. Uh, and so I wouldn't necessarily recommend joining Mastodon.social, although, you know, if you want to join the biggest instance, which will probably still be here in two years... Uh, maybe Probably. maybe Mastodon.social is a good choice. I, I certainly find it acceptable. I just kind of wish I was part of a smaller, nice community. Anyway, sorry, what was I saying? Yeah, other options. So, yeah, yeah. I use it by just going to Mastodon.social, the website, and logging in. Um, and I also use Tusky as well. But there is an official Mastodon app uh, on the on the Play Store and possibly on the um, F-Droid Store, I'm not sure. Uh, so if you search for Mastodon on the Play Store, you should find the official Mastodon app. Also, there's an iOS app, also just called the official Mastodon app. So um, nice. Uh, there's that, but there's also lots of alternative apps on both of the major mobile platforms, and actually on the obscure platforms as well as you might imagine, because this is like a geeky thing. Um, there's also alternative websites that you can, as I was saying, that you can use to access the same account. So you can log into your Mastodon.social account by going to a different website. And I don't have a list of um, names of those websites, but if you're interested in a particular thing, like for example no javascript like just a really really simple interface then there's one mm. there's one that's like that as i said there's there's stuff for um blind people and there's probably other accessible types out there for different forms of accessibility um so there's there's a load of variety uh but i would if i was starting out i would suggest just going to the website for now or if you're an app type person just grab the official mastodon app and try that now, there is one thing. I haven't talked about local timelines. Is now a good time to talk about that? Go for it. Okay. Yeah. okay. So there's one thing to say about the official Mastodon app, which is that it doesn't give you access to the, either the local or the federated timeline. And I actually think that's probably a good choice. But let me explain what they are. And then, yes. then the listener can, can judge whether they want to look at the... So, so basically, um, the, the sort of main normal view on Mastodon is your timeline, which is basically people that you follow. Um, and especially at the beginning, when you first join, that's going to be a bit sparse because you probably only follow like the admin of your server, your server or something like that. Uh, or, and maybe hopefully your friend, if your if your friend recommended themselves to you. Um, but yeah, so it'll be a bit sparse. So something that, um, in a way, it's not the same as the Twitter algorithm at all, but in a way it kind of substitutes for it, is that there are these two other timelines, as well as your like personal main timeline. There is what's called the local timeline and the federated timeline. So the, the local timeline means other people who are on your server. So if you joined a server about, uh, or a server for disabled people, and all the people on there are talking about that topic, if you click on that local timeline button, you'll see all the people who are registered on the same server as you just everything that they're saying. So if you're looking for people to follow, that could be a good way to go. However, be warned, 
Um, sometimes when I've clicked onto the local timeline, there's been some seriously unsuitable content on there. So right. be a little okay. bit cautious about that. Now, I think that's much more of a problem <clears throat> on something, a huge server like Mastodon.social than it is on um, a smaller server. So if you found a nice little niche, you're probably fine going on that local timeline. But if you imagine, if you just had like a fire hose of everything anyone was saying on Twitter, <laughs> uh, yeah. it's not going to be a nice place. So that, that could be happening. No. So that brings me to the federated timeline. So the federated timeline is every everything that your server knows about that's happening on the entire Fediverse. So that that is a huge that's a lot. Huge amount of stuff scrolling past. And some of it is awful, right? So even though your server admins do their best to block nasty stuff and nasty people, they they are probably not um, successfully blocking every horrible thing that happens. So my only experience of clicking onto the federated timeline is immediately clicking off again and wishing that I hadn't clicked it. So I, I would basically say stay away from the federated timeline. Okay. And I'm kind of okay. sorry I have to say that when, I, when I'm recommending this platform, but there, there it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unless you like, you know, you, you know, if you're into uh, horrible stuff scrolling past, well, then you'll <laughs> like it. Um, well, then yeah. maybe you should go on Twitter, but there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as I say, like it is an, a more unregulated space than Twitter. So your personal feed is going to be highly regulated by you. But the, that federated timeline uh, is probably going to contain stuff, even stuff that's, that could be illegal or whatever, you know, because... Um, this is quite a new platform and there's not not a lot of regulation going on except for those individual server admins and by you as a like the curator of your own feed. So just be warned, federated timeline, uh, serious caution. Local timeline, definitely use caution, like especially on a big server. I'd probably stay away from that too. Okay, that's good advice. Yeah. So, so that's good one advice. part of how do I Mastodon. But the, the main question is, like how do I start enjoying... Um, like what what are your goals for it? But if your goals are to find out interesting news stories or something like that, um, or to keep up with friends, then the thing to do is find the people you want to follow. And that's hard at the beginning. It was it was hard at the beginning on Twitter, by the way. It's just that you've forgotten. Um, yes. Uh, so, but, you know, consider using the local timeline, or consider following, uh, you know, a friend or someone famous, you know, like so Stephen Fry's on somewhere there. So you can find Stephen Fry on Mastodon. You can follow him. Nice. Um, uh, and then, oh, I tell you who I do follow. Mm -hmm. that I was really excited that joined lo um, social mm -hmm. was William Gibson. Yeah, William Gibson I follow, and uh, Greta Thunberg I follow. A few. Oh. There's a few famous people on there, but that's not really the point of it. So I kind of yeah. no. No, but I was excited that he was there. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm, that a, big, I'm a big on. fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's some, there's some other really really interesting people, and each each um, server is going to have its kind of mini celebrities of, of people who are you know, like cool to follow. Uh, a lot yeah. of people on that instance follow, and obviously you tend you tend to follow the admin of your server, you know, the person who runs your server. So mm. um, they, they'll they might point you anyway. Once you find someone interesting, look at who they follow. You can click on them and click on the thing that says who they follow, and you know maybe just follow a few of them if they look interesting. You can click on them and see their profile and stuff like that. Uh, which brings me to what you should do when you join. So what you should do when you join Mastodon is make a little profile because some people, before they let you follow them, yes, because some people have chosen the option of only letting you follow them if they want to, right? And some people will only let you follow them if they know who you are. Yes, I, yes, I'm aware of this. I don't think I've ever seen it. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's called um, yeah. follow request, I think. So instead of being able to click that button that says follow, which you see for most people, it will say request to follow. And then um, if they like the look of you, they might let you follow them. Uh, again, this is like a protection thing, right? It's a, it's a safer place. Um, but yeah, so make yourself a profile. Maybe put some kind of picture on there. It obviously doesn't have to be a photo of you. It could be whatever you want to represent yourself as. Um, and, and some words that help people have some idea who you are maybe even whether they can trust you to let you follow them if that's if that's what you're doing um mm. so make yourself make yourself a profile of some kind a little bit about yourself um and also do an introduction tweet so um not tweet toot they called they're called toots on us actually they're not they're called now they're officially called something like posts or something but anyway everyone calls them toots um, they were always called Toots back well, in the day. So uh, there's a story about that. So the creator of Mastodon is called uh, Eugen, and his username is Gargron. 
and, and he's on Mastodon.social. So actually, the, 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 the server that we are both on, Mastodon.social, is the server that is run by the bloke who is the main author of the software. So anyway, yeah. Okay, um, right. Uh, yeah, he he didn't know what toot meant. So someone said to he, he when he uh, launched the um, uh, fundraising for Mastodon.social, someone on somewhere like Reddit or something said to him, "If you if you change the post button to say toot, I will sign up for I don't know ten dollars a month or something like that." So he was like, "Okay, fine, I'll do that." Uh, not understanding <laughs> that toot is like a like a slightly funny word for farting in some yes, parts of the right. world. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, not that he was bothered, right? But um, so it said toot for quite a while. Now it says post or something. Post. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, so they're called toots by a lot of people. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, make yourself an introduction toot. So what you do is you you say a little bit about yourself and you put the hashtag introduction in there, and um, people tend to be quite friendly about boosting and liking, um, sorry, favoriting your um, your introduction toot. So if you if you just say who you are, put a few more hashtags in, um, stuff you're interested in, stuff like that, then people will follow you if they're interested in those things too. And maybe you follow them back if you want to. And um, that might be it. that's a good way to find some stuff. But other than that, yeah, search for hashtags um, and look at the look at the people you follow and see who they follow. And hopefully, you'll soon have. Um, you know, interesting, eclectic collection of people that you're following. And you should sort of embrace the fact that your collection is going to be different from everyone else's and it's going to be a bit less yes. centralised uh, and sort of hero worshipy than on Twitter. Yeah, I think I think one of the problems with Twitter is that um, the, the reason why you doom scroll it is because you want to see what your favourite celebrity has said today or what it, whatever it is that they're selling at the moment. Um that you're not going to be able to interact with. Surely you can reply to it and you can favourite it or whatever, but they ain't going to interact with you about it. Yeah. And um, I, yeah. It's that dopamine hit yeah. that you want from social media. Yeah. I noticed yeah. today, I was looking, I, just before we started recording, I was looking at the Good Robot Andy's um, Twitter because I was thinking I was going to, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll mention this episode on Twitter and then I'll say this is like the last episode that we're going to, mention on Twitter before the account goes away. Uh, anyway, yeah. I had a look, and that account, for whatever reason, has got into like a little corner of Twitter where there's a load of celebrities who just ask questions like, yes. what does this p- picture make you think of? You have five seconds to answer and stuff like that. And uh, I think probably because that, uh, Andy, you've been like replying to stuff like that a few times over the years. I have. And now yeah. like, the algorithm is like decided that that's what that account likes um, so yeah it's, it's just this doom like yeah. a completely different type of doom of just vacuous celebrity questions from people who are trying and to I realized, engagement i realized that that's what it was and i just stopped I, yeah, yeah, i've yeah. stopped right. i've stopped interacting with it for quite a long time now it's the engagement machine right there's all these people who yes they know that if they get likes they get replies then the algorithm will move them up and then they'll blah 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 so like the yeah. lack of an algorithm on mastodon or rather, the lack of that kind of algorithm um, is is an advantage. It's also a disadvantage because it's harder to find stuff that you're interested in. Um, the reason yeah. I say that kind of algorithm is because someone pointed out on Mastodon today there is an algorithm on Twitter. It's just that the most recent thing is at the top, right? There is an algorithm on Mastodon. I'm sorry, did I say Twitter? Yeah. yeah, there's an algorithm on yeah. Mastodon, which is the most recent thing is at the top. And actually, that does reward certain behaviors, right? It rewards people who post a lot um, and... Uh, sort of interact quickly so um you know that there can be downsides to even to a very dumb algorithm like that but um yeah the, the it's potentially less harmful and i feel for me it is less harmful yeah okay yeah so i'm just Good. looking at iow.social um which is a mastodon instance for people on the isle of wight oh nice very nice so there's a lot of there's a lot of them. Yeah. Okay. So those were my questions. I think you've answered them <laughs> comprehensively. So what's the call to action then? Like if you're if you're feeling like Twitter is a horrible place and you want to dip your toe in, like for number yeah. one, don't feel you've got to delete your Twitter account, right? So I did. I deleted my Twitter account after months of thinking about it. I've got a friend. No, I've had them in parallel yeah, right. for years. I've got a friend who 
whose business is largely um, run by people finding them on Twitter, right? So mm. she needs to think really, really hard about what she's going to do about this situation because she's seeing everyone leaving. Like, so she knows something's got to be done, but she doesn't know about Mastodon. I'm actually going to have a phone call with her and try and try and do this kind of explanation with her. But yeah, don't rush. Don't panic. But what about find find a server that looks like it might be good, make an account and have a poke around, see if you like it. And yeah. If it becomes yeah. a place that you like more than Twitter and you like yourself more and you like the people around you more when you're there, think about making that be the main thing you do and maybe closing the Twitter tab or not having the Twitter app. Um, and if you don't like it, well then you know, don't do it. Um, yeah. Quite. Don't don't yeah. don't let this stress you out. Um, but you know, maybe there's a better way than this hellhole we've got ourselves into. <laughs> there's definitely a better way. I don't think there's any doubt that there's a better way. Uh, it's making it work for you. Yeah, and it's still, I think thing. it remains to be seen whether Mastodon and the Fediverse are that better way. But I think that they have got to be a step towards um, the right types of ideas. Like one person in control of such an important um, website to me, it was, mm. not, was not a good pattern. And when I say no. important, I mean I regularly, almost daily, would hear mention of something someone had said on Twitter on the national news. So, yes. Th so this was an important place where public figures spoke, and to have that controlled by one person, even the most wise and sensible person in the world... Which uh, we don't have. ...doesn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> so I think um, I was thinking like... What is the measure of when Mastodon becomes, um, you know, mature and kind of mm -hmm. mainstream? And I guess that might be when somebody says something outrageous on Mastodon and it becomes national news. Yeah, yeah, uh, that could be. It, that's a milestone. Arrived. That's a milestone. That's a milestone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, just as yeah. a point of interest, just to tell you that, show you that, uh, like, technology can never solve your problems. It's all always social. Um, yes. The famous truth.social, which is Donald Trump's uh, new social media venture. Is, That's right. It's just a Mastodon server. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, just just because there's a certain technology does not mean that that technology is used for good. So we can't... No, of course not. We can't, we can't do this episode and say to you, look, we finally found the technological solution to the social problem of people being horrible and... Algorithms designed to make you doom scroll, but maybe, maybe there's at least a chance of a, a slightly better world if we choose to behave in social ways on this platform that allows us to to have a little bit more control over our social behaviour or something. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's something like that. that's true. <laughs> yeah, cool. I think that, I think that's a wrap. Right. Well, that's that's good. We should be under an hour for an episode like this, and we are. So yes, I'm happy. We are. Yes, we are. All right. So if you have any questions, okay. hit us up on mastodon.social. We are at goodrobotandies at mastodon.social. Um, so yes, we are indeed. Search yeah. for that that whole string of numbers and characters in in your Mastodon app or website, and you should be able to find us, follow us, and uh, direct message us through Mastodon, and we will try and help you if you're lost. Yeah, we will. I mean, we, we have had one interaction via Mastodon, which was after the licorice pizza episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, somebody very kindly got in touch and um, was, you know, had obviously listened to the podcast and uh, interacted with us, which was lovely. Yeah, so, yeah. But our, our, yeah. our Mastodon account is not highly active. It, we weren't highly no. active on Twitter either. Um, for for no. a little bit of perspective, I had a few hundred followers on Twitter I've got well over a thousand followers on Mastodon now. So for me, actually, Mastodon has been like a more effective way of communicating whatever message I want to communicate than Twitter ever was. So that's a good reason for right. me to be there anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, cool, excellent. Um, we should probably we should probably wrap up by asking each other what we've been watching on TV. Okay, okay, okay. I've been watching so, nothing but Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Yes. I've, I've got two episodes left, and it's very, very exciting. Uh, and I really, really like it. Oh, you've nearly finished the whole thing, have yes. you? Yes. Oh, wow. You Literally really have charged two through episodes it. Yeah. Left. yeah, okay. How about you? Uh, so, 
Presumably, you've seen the episode where he had the heart attack. Uh, yeah. Did you Did you know about this? Uh, he had a heart attack on set. Oh, no, he, no, what? No, I didn't. Yeah, so Bob Odenkirk collapsed on set and had a, had a heart attack. Whoa. Uh, and he says, oh, yeah, you can see the episode where it happens. Obviously, it doesn't actually happen in the episode, but you can see... Um, you look a bit sweaty. Yeah, look a bit sweaty and a bit unwell. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't notice that, but there's many episodes where he looks pretty sweaty and unwell. <laughs> he does, yeah. Apparently, so he says by his own admission, he's a very high-stress person. Right, yeah, I can tell. So he was actually not all that surprised that it happened. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> which, is, which is terrible. I'm a high-stress person. I do not want that to happen to me. No, no, definitely not. Uh, so I have been watching... I finished The Walking Dead. Right, so... We've got to be quiet about that. No spoilers. I, no spoilers. Um, we finished Ghosts on the BBC. Right. Yeah, everyone's talking about that. I think we watched an episode Very and good. just didn't get it. Okay, so it's good. It's from the same people who made Horrible Histories, which yeah. you might be aware of. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did watch one of them. Yeah, yeah. Horrible Histories yeah. is awesome. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's one of the greatest shows ever made. I my, think. my kids are all into history because of yes. it. Yes. Purely because of yes. it. Yes, well, it, I mean... You either engage with it or you don't. And if you do engage with it, then you engage with it 100% because it's so good. It's, really it's so engaging. Yep. Um, we're not up to date with The Handmaid's Tale. We're behind on that. Yeah, I've watched a couple. Um, I do think it's redeeming uh, itself slightly from the previous series. Yes, I think so. Uh, like it's paying off some the, of that stuff that, that that was really unfinished in the previous series. Yes, yes, I think so. And that, and that might be due to covid in the previous series right, right, right. Uh, I don't really know but yeah they, they set up this um, thing where like she was really violent and like you couldn't tell whether they were saying that was a good thing or a bad thing and now and now that stuff is in this series it's like okay here are some of the consequences and so on you know it's, yeah it's, absolutely yeah, it's almost like you know yeah um, what itself. else have we been watching oh we started the latest series of Big Mouth on Netflix okay what's that uh it's a it's an animation. It's, oh, I, right. I think I talked about it before. Right, yeah, probably. I just animations are just a no. You don't like animation. Um, we watched the eight episodes of the final series of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, on what? Uh, how did we? We subscribed briefly to a streaming service. Right, uh, was it Amazon? Uh, no, we're on Prime. No, it was something else. It might have been who were they on NBC Peacock. Yeah. Okay. Peacock. Okay. So yeah, we got a Peacock trial through okay. Prime. Okay. And we okay. watched it on that. I'm going to wait it was until it good. comes onto Netflix. Yeah. I, I'm really, really interested, and I'm really disappointed that I missed it when it very briefly came onto Channel Four. Yeah, it wasn't on for very long. Um, but I'm really excited because they rewrote it from scratch to 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 respond to Black Lives Matter, and I really want to see what yes. they did. Yes, they do some stuff about that, okay. and uh, it's pretty funny. I right, think. Right, right. Um, the final episode is fantastic. Right. So cool. Yeah, very good. Cool. Uh, cool. What else? I think that's it. about it, really. I mean, cool, we, cool, we, cool. we we watch reality TV. We watch Bake Off. We finished right. Bake Off. We watched a couple of Only Connects today. Oh, that's who's who's that? Victoria, Victoria Coram Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. Is that any good? I've never seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's if you like if you like things taken to the max in terms of geekiness, then yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. She revels in the awkward, terrible jokes and, and social good. awkwardness of okay. quiz, of quizzes. <laughs> That's good. Uh, talking of um, awkwardness and things of that kind, have I got news for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, latest series was so good. Yeah, it remains really good. It remains really good. Yeah, they, they gave um, what's his name a hard time that footballer. Yeah, rightly so going there yeah yeah I'd... gary neville yeah he just didn't have an answer yeah did he it's like so you and ian hisslop said to him yeah you could not go and you could still be critical mm-hmm. and he didn't have an answer for that because he's taking the money as yeah. is david beckham i don't have much criticism for, other the, people. for the the players who've gone to play because i i don't see much option for them but but people who are going to take a vast amount of money who've already got enough money i feel i feel like it's valid to criticize them Yes, so yes, I'm. 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 My stand is that I'm not going to watch any of the matches, um, but it's a pretty weak stand because football isn't that important to me. So I don't have any no, criticism okay. for people who who really really care. Right, I understand you want to 
you don't want to be robbed of this experience just because some deeply horrible people are hosting the tournament. But for me, yeah. I can live without it, so I'm going to stay away. So I was deeply in- well, not gratified and very interested to read that during the England-Iran match today, the Iranian team didn't sing the national anthem. Yeah, I heard that. And the, the Iranians in the crowd were shouting down the band who were the music basically really uh, no. in protest yeah. at what's going on yeah. in Iran at the moment which I thought was fantastic yeah, the direct the protest, action the protest is still going on um, yeah I know one, it's one just later. that it's dropped off the headlines but it's still happening yeah well, yeah all power to them well yeah I mean it's it's an oppressive regime that that flip-flops Iran is weird in that it flip-flops between inc- you know just incredible um uh, you know, total totalitarian uh, oppression, and then when there's a when they have an election and the president changes to someone slightly more liberal, uh, then things change a bit. But then they flip flop back again, and it's it's so volatile. Sounds like America. Iran. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. Any plugging? Um, no. I've got some no plugging. plugging. That's why I said that. <laughs> Go on then. Yeah, what's so your plugging? My plugging is for Santa Circles, my ah, yes. um, secret Santa website, because Christmas is coming, right? It's, it's, we're recording this in late-ish November. Um, so if you want to run a secret Santa um, with your uh, friends or family or something like someone like that, or any other and kind your of... work colleagues. Se- yeah, or your work colleagues, or any kind of like, secret gift-giving thing, uh, and you don't mind it being quite a manual process where it doesn't just do it all for you, Try santacircles.artificialworlds.net. It doesn't send a single email, and it doesn't have any JavaScript. It's a very simple website. If you don't know what it that means... It doesn't spam you. If you don't know what that means, it means it doesn't hassle you at all. Um, it's yeah. just a place where you put in the email addresses and names of your friends. They register on the site. They can see who they got in the drawer. They can put a little wish list on there saying what they want to be bought. And it's up to you to email them to nag them about signing up or sit or putting in the wish list and so on. It doesn't email them. It doesn't even have the capability to email people. So that's either a hassle or it's an advantage, depending what you think. But anyway, I might add it's email. It's definitely an advantage. Anyway, it's free. It's completely free to use. It has a friendly privacy policy. Um, it's just run on a little server by me. Um, Written in Rust. Yeah, if you want, if you want to run your own version of it, it's all open source, so you can run your own version. But um, yeah, SantaCircles.artificialworlds.net for that. The other thing, the other Christmas-related thing is, um, if you if you want to play a few games because you get bored over Christmas, or maybe your kids want to play a few games because they get bored over Christmas, check out Small Pixel S M O L P X L. Artificialworlds.net small small pixel terrible name. Um, that's my but little website of, of web, web-based games. Uh, follow me on Mastodon and I'll, I link to these things from time to time. Nice, nice. We'll just go to artificialworlds.net and there's links to all of that, all of my stuff that I plug. So on the subject of Santa Circles, I did a little piece of work on that. Uh-huh. Um, I, can, I containerized it and yeah. I wrote a helm chart for it. So if you so wish, you can run it in a Kubernetes cluster that's got um, an ingress and a a certs manager, and uh, you can run it there if you so wish. Thank you so. for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Did, I did yeah. merge that, right? Oh, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Okay, so that's part of... Now, that's, yeah. that's part of the Santa Circles source code. Yeah, so there's a couple of Docker files, and there's some there's a there's a sample Helm chart to get you started. Yeah, um, so that's if you want to run your own. But if you want to just yes. run, run yes. a, a secret Santa, just go to santacircles.artificialworlds.net. And make his, and register and make a circle. It's just a That's simple, nice. simple website. Register, make a circle. Register, make a circle. <laughs> I, should, I should probably make it part of the Fediverse or something. That'd be much better. But that'd be good. And then you can follow people who are on. No, maybe not. Well, I, why it well, should be? So. What it should be is it should use matrix. It should be a matrix room where you can anyway. But anyway. Oh yeah. And then okay, the bot yeah. should message you to tell you who who you're got to buy a present for and blah blah blah. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. Next year, I I thought in in December I got sick of the website we were using for my family, so I thought I'll just write my own. Shouldn't take long. It took me six months. <laughs> I mean that's not that long. Yeah, I mean it felt long. 
Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's kind of done. And actually, I need now that I've used it for an actual season of of um, Secret Santa. There's a load of features I need for the person who run who's running the circle. So ah, okay. If I can bring myself to, I'll do a bit more work on it next year. Nice, nice, nice. I think that's it. That was too much plugging. I think that's it. The plugging is done. Uh, the TV is done. We talked about the subject. The podcast is over. The podcast is done. Thank, thank you for listening, listener. Messages. Remember, you can follow us. Yes. On the good on Good Robot Andy's at Mastodon Social. Yeah, at Good Robot Andy's at Mastodon Social. Sorry, yes, at Good Robot Andy's at Mastodon Social. You can follow me at Andy Cockers at Mastodon Social. Is it? I thought it was at Cockers. Oh, really? There you go. I don't even know my own username. I'm going to have to go and check it now. Well, listen, listener, if we get any of this wrong, if you if you use your favourite search engine to search for Good Robot Andes, you can find <laughs> our website, and then our website's got links to all this stuff. You are correct. It is at Cockers. At Cockers at Mastodon.social. I am at Andy Balaam at Mastodon.social, but no one can spell Balaam. So just search for Good Robot Andes, find our website, and then there's links there, and you can follow us. Nice, nice. Well, Thank you very much. Because it doesn't matter so much. <laughs> it doesn't matter that much. Cool. See you next time. Okay. Thank you. Bye.